Hello guys, today we're gonna talk about uh, one very important thing and, and that's why it doesn't really work in, in any other sports. Um, most sports is it's called uh, the harder you work, the you know no, no pain, no gain, right? But when it comes to distance running, it's not uh, it's, it's quite frankly the opposite. And it's such a hard concept for all of us to grasp. Uh, with even with all the experience uh, many years that I've had I had so many times just just you know trying to approach running or distance training like like any other sport is the biggest mistake especially if the new people come from other sports where you know I used to play basketball where you know everything is like hey you know I put in the time I'll, I'll work hard nothing can stop me and then that will translate into into racing, uh, into basketball games and things like that. But in running is far from the truth. And the more of run and a little bit of background, quick here about me if you guys don't know. Um, I've been running for about, I'd say about really, you know, on and off. But I've been running about 20 plus years now. Um, and... I've learned so many things. I used to think that, you know, the harder I train, the faster my results will be. And I specifically um, experienced a lot of that in um, college, in high school. Uh, Yes, because I was young. Yes, uh, and a lot of times when athletes are younger, you know, in high school, in college, and if you have a little bit of, you know, talent and grit, you can get away and still run well, even when you do things not right. And I think a lot of like a lot of my high school, I think my college years was worse. My high, I think my high school was better uh, because in high school we figured it out. You know, we burned out a few seasons and then we figured it out why we're burning out. And you know, in high school there's one problem. The problem in high school was like nobody understood what meant easy running, and there was no like GPS watches. I remember just getting my first GPS watch in my senior year in high school. But the whole point is, even then, if you got a GPS watch, so what? You don't have a heart rate. Even if I had a heart rate, I probably at that point, at that age, I wouldn't know what to do with it. So anything, everything was just kind of easy. Go by feel. And, and, you know, you tell a 16 to 17 or 18-year-old or whatever age we were, tell us to go, you know, easy. And you get a bunch of 20 guys and, you know, in a group. And the ego comes out. And next thing you know, we're racing. And we did quite a bit of that. Um and uh, obviously, we paid a price for that. Uh, of course, we were still successful at some points, but that was not the right, to tr- not the correct way to train. Uh, we didn't know at the time. Uh, fast forward to college, same thing happened. You know, like you, there was no way of knowing how to control the easy days. Everybody was a you know uh, a hero on the workout days, but we never knew how to control the easy days and. And up to this day, I always tell people is like, hey, you know, your easy day and my easy day and somebody else's easy day is is different. It's very different. And, and you don't know how the body is responding. And that's why I've always said, like, if you're going to run easy with people, you know, have an agreement and stick through that. You know, like if you know that somebody is kind of like your ability and you want to run with them. We'll talk to them before, hey, you know, I'm going to be going based on your heart rate, but you can kind of know already, hey, I, you can look back at like a couple of your weeks and you say, okay, when I run at this heart rate, my pace is usually around this and never faster. And you tell your buddy or your friend and you tell them, hey, you know, I'm going to be going for one hour 
at whatever eight minute pace or nine or ten or six whatever that your easy pace is and you tell them that and then if they agree then you got you know go and run and you talk and you everything happens great and then you get your 60 minutes and then you're done right nothing like hey i'm feeling great let's pick up the pace no this is not a race it's an easy recovery day that's why i always said if you have a great friend that you can do those with, do it. If you don't, do it alone, because uh, uh, it's better to do it alone and with your heart rate than incorrect than with a friend and incorrect. Um, so one of the things that I really like when I finished my both high school and college career, um, you know, I had a pretty much a choice. I said, you know, I think I've done whatever. I'm, I'm done with running. You know, maybe I just go into normal life and do other things. Or I had a choice to say, you know what, I didn't think I achieved my full potential, I said to myself. I didn't think I, I, I you know, it, you either feel it, you, it's like you could be the same way as you guys. You know, you, you don't really have to run, but you feel like, hey, I think I, got, I can do something that I always envisioned of myself more than what I've done. And that's kind of like finding out who you are. So at the time, I was like, you know, I don't think I'm, you know, like reached. I don't think I've done it the correct way. You know, there's no way that this is it. So basically, I remember even up to this now, up to this moment, it was how many years or so many years ago. I just, you know, started researching so many things. I said, okay, how can I improve? What is going on? And even the more I kept reading and I was going towards that um, you know, like Arthur Lydiard, um, the New Zealand coach, you know, talking about a lot of slow in high mileage and stuff like that, you know. Um, and that was kind of like the first thing that I've kind of started to believe. And, and at the time, I still didn't get a heart rate, but I got a heart rate really soon. But while I was already starting to run really slow. And then I got like this heart rate and, 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 and I started like implementing and that what I realized was, at first, I started realizing that, like, my heart rate was really high on my easy days, right? Higher than I thought it should be. And number one, that's, most people have that problem. 90 to 95% of the people have that problem. And what that, what that tell you, tells you is that either you have, you know, overdone, you've not, not been running in the easy zone as you think you have, and your results have plateaued. My college results were hor- horrendous compared to what was expected out of me coming out of high school. You know, a state qualifier, a 936 two-miler, you know, like with not a high mileage program, you would think that, hey, you know, this guy, yeah, I was getting a full ride in college those days but the, at the end of the day is like I was supposed to deliver really good results in college and I never did now part of me could be my fault some of it is my fault uh, other other probably is that we never really had good organized coaching in terms of like monitoring and training correctly you know we had good coaches but the coaches didn't they were not deep enough in to looking to make sure that we were running easy enough on easy days and you know and and running the right efforts on our hard days so we didn't have that it was a lot of like hey we think we're doing a good job we think we're you know we're just kind of like training blind i know it sounds bad but that's what it was uh you know my i would say that my high school career was more organized than uh my college careers on in any of the three colleges that i went um i would say that 
it was uh, definitely different. You know, like I had a better experience in high school. Um, and, I, and I'm not going to mention like coaches and stuff because all the coaches that I've had in my journey have been, first of all, I always look as a coach, not just a coach, but a human being. They've been really good people. Uh, I've been lucky enough to always meet good people. Um, you know, even if they didn't have the highest of the highest skills as a coach, they were good people, and that's what I'm gonna remember. I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, this guy was a, was a you know a bad coach, but you know he was a great a great mentor and things like that. So, but you know, obviously, at the end of my college career, I said to myself, you know, I gotta try something. I gotta improve. So I started running slow a lot, right? And I started realizing that I was my heart rate was very high. But in three to four months after I I started running slow, and I was already helping that year as a graduate assistant, and I was not running like with my team anymore. I was graduated. I had my degrees and everything. And I started realizing, you know, you can because we get to these meets that we can go and run unattached. So I was just like, oh, okay, you know, like, let me go run with my teammates because they were juniors and sophomores. I was already graduating, so I was their assistant coach now, I guess, or volunteer coach. And, and I was still training with them, helping with the group. And, and then, you know, I still saw them do the hard workouts. I still saw them, like, you know, do all the what I did previous years. And this year, I mean, I went, I had not done no speed workout, and I just entered a college race in the 3K and unattached. And I ran faster than the, you know, like this, the guy on my team that I was coaching, which was going, working harder twice than I was. I was just running easy mileage and, and low heart rates. And, and the, the things I was capable of doing in races was unbelievable. I ran like, I don't know whether I ran like, I, I, it was like an 8.56 3K or so that would be like a, like a 9, 9.30, uh, maybe a 9.32 mile or 9.29 um so and that was all like off easy running you know and and i started realizing that i was like man i'm on to something you know like i was on to something i was like i'm feeling great i kept going for these longer cooldowns i kept like you know i i didn't do any much speed work and 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 i just was pretty good at, at running fast without running fast if that makes sense and the more I went on and I really, I started running like some marathons and I started experimenting and I was just really like not successful in a marathon at first. But when I start, when I slowed down a lot and, and started using heart rate training for the first few years, I really started seeing huge improvements. Uh, I was able to actually lot, run a lot at my lower heart rates and the pace kept improving and improving and improving, which allowed me to be able to do my workouts with lower lactate and lower heart rate, but still at a good pace, if that makes sense. It would have been a mistake to think that, hey, I want to run 26 miles at such pace, right? Like, so let's say you say, hey, I want to run a marathon. Uh, I want to run it at three hours. Let's just give an example here. So you go out there and you say, okay, three hours, 652 pace. You say, okay, let me go out there and run 10 miles at 652 pace and see how I feel and then keep increasing it. That, that would have been a big mistake because you go out there and you realize that it's too hard. You're not able to do it. Your effort is too high. Your lactate is too hard and you're just not able to do that pace. Okay. What you do have to do is you have to spend some time, whether 
can call that a base phase. Remember, I talked about a fundamental phase. You have to improve your easy running zones and then you have to have two or three moderate running days during your base period where you focus on that higher effort and those higher efforts are the ones that are still within like still slower than your like marathon pace but those are the bread and butter those are the ones that when you come out of that phase you're going to be flat you're going to be so excited to do faster stuff because remember guys you gotta be excited to run fast. I've learned one thing. That's why we don't sit in a specific stage for 12 months because we're not able to be excited all the time. And if you, there are some programs, I'm not gonna go out a little bit of topic here, but there are some programs that go for like many, many, you know, the whole year. And what they do is they don't have a base phase. They don't have, and I, I've tested these programs, and I think they're wonderful programs. I've really uh, enjoyed, I did it myself during the corona year, where you just do everything all the time, but you don't do it a lot. So like you would do a you know short workout Tuesday, short workout Friday, easy long run on Sunday, and you keep repeating that like forever. Uh, that produced good results. Uh, that gave me like that 90% I had everything. But that was not good enough to get the final outcome that I was seeking. It was good enough. It was a good starting point. It was like, basically, it was like being in a fundamental stage at the end of it, fundamental, like all the time. So, you you know, you, you knew exactly what you would do on Monday and so on. And nothing ever changed unless you had like a time trial week and then things changed. But for the most part, everything was just always, you know, same thing. And eventually what I realized that it was like you, 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 you really improve and then you, and then you plateau, you know, and then you, even if you keep doing it, you don't see improvement in those paces anymore. You know, you can still maintain them. And what that usually means is that your body is not capable of, you know, being in that stage or, or getting faster results. It can maintain. It's still a good thing to be able to maintain things, but if you want it like to improve, then you say, okay, well, I got to go back and build a base or add additional layer to my base for the next year, for the next two, three months, and then come back and start doing that foundation things again. So what I really learned that like, no matter what, if we sit too long um, outside um, in always, always chasing times and goals and races, and we never, never develop that base and, 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 and nobody really wants, you know, like everybody feels like when you're doing base work and when you're doing this slower running, I get it. You feel like you're missing out, right? It's like, what is that? I don't know if it was like a FOMO or whatever it's called, fear of missing out. So you feel like you're going to miss out races. Your friends are doing some fun stuff and you're not. But at the end of the day, you got to look at it and you got to understand that, you know, you have to improve your easy running zones. You have to become, you have to replenish your nervous energy. Like even me this year, I was telling in a previous podcast that like I felt like, you know, when I was here in, in Kenya helping my wife with pacing and everything though for three months, I felt like, you know, I because it's at altitude that I pushed somehow at the at the time I didn't realize, but I feel like my nervous energy was gone by the time I got to sea level, you know. I had two subpar races. I I I trained so good. I thought I did, and then I went there, 
and what I realized I didn't have was that extra gear um, if you ever overtrain or maybe push too hard and it's so much harder at altitude to really know that you know like at the time I was like HRV or resting heart rate all of those things were okay you know there was nothing like that it wasn't any like a it wasn't any even overtraining I would say maybe it was overreaching or for my body or or just doing too much miles at high altitude I have no idea what it was to for me to feel that awful it could have been a higher iron intake I don't know I've had previously issues with that that you know but uh so I did get my iron measured, so I'm, I'm taking like, I'm now like not taking iron as I'm on an altitude, so because I had it like 166 ferritin, and I don't know if you guys know that, 166 is, they uh, say the norm is from 50 to 200, but for me anytime I'm in over 150, over 100, I don't feel great, I need to be around like 50 to 70, and I know I actually feel good, so I had to like reduce, not take any iron, and, and that could be one, that you know, everything could come together, but anyways, off this topic a little bit here, so so what I have to do is I have to replenish my energies, uh, replenish my uh, like you know my body by getting back at least for about it you know I've already done that for a month and I'm start I feel great now. I'm starting to feel like myself again and I want to do another month of like kind of like a nice foundation strong like not really crazy workouts just you know, mostly easy to moderate and some track work but not specific stuff and i want to, my body to feel good i want to be in a good spot so when i'm when i start doing some harder workouts it, my body's excited i haven't reached another level my base is a little bit stronger and i'm ready to uh you know to take to the next step and that's what i want you guys to do here we are uh, going into a new year almost everybody's gonna have great goals you know next week you got a lot of like thanksgiving stuff you got some races i think it's thanksgiving is it or not yet uh yeah i think it might be next week so you know you got some races and, and then a lot of people got some december marathons to finish things up and and basically guys you know after that you know whether you achieve your goals whether you come close to whatever what you need to do is, is, is you definitely need to rebuild, replenish your energies. And if that means, you know, laying low for about two weeks or just resting about a week and then start or two weeks, whatever that you want, start jogging a little bit, just kind of like not organized training, just slowly coming back. Because that's what I had to do even, you know, after my two um, poor races that I had in Europe, a, a 111 half and a, and a 234 marathon that I just jumped in two days before. And, you know, it's you still have to be grateful that your body allows you to run. And, and you know, I, obviously, as a, as a performance athlete for me and a coach, it's it's sort of disappointed when you're not at your best and when, you're, when you don't know why you're not at your best and why your body's not... You know, you've done the work, but you're not really, you know, like producing what you want. And, and you just have to accept sometimes things don't go. Maybe you push something, you live and learn, and you got to redo it again, you know. But in order to do that, you got to replenish the energy stores, and then you got to start, you know, heading up to the next level again. And I want you guys to do the same, you know, like if you've been training for a long, long, long time, 
you know you do need a little bit of easy and you don't have to take look i'm going to say one thing it's not a must that you take a lot of downtime uh, downtime can even be just running hey instead of running six times a week you run three times a week or you jog a little bit you you don't have any specific workouts you're just allowing the body to get hungry so that you can push again okay so anyways the one of the most important thing that i wanted to talk about in, in, in this episode is, is that the heart rate like heart rate um that you gotta take time to get this thing down if it's not and i was shown on one of my pod on instagram run planet 365 pod uh, podcast page that if you're not running at you know at least you know within like one minute of your marathon pace at 75 percent, then you have a lot to like a lot of improvement there okay for example if your marathon pace is eight minutes, right, and you should be running about, you know, when you run at 75% of your max heart rate for one hour at an even pace, even place with no hills, you should be able to maintain at least a nine minute pace within one minute per mile. Like that shows that your aerobic development is good. And a lot of times what people realize that their aerobic development is not good. I would say that whether you are become now good, but like I can tell all the you know people that I coach, even the best of the best that I coach, when they came to me, their aerobic system was not great, you know? And I would say that 95% and even my wife was their aerobic system at early stages when they start, first started running was not great and that's what takes such a long time it's like when you guys build a house you know it just takes a long time the foundation the foundation the foundation and we gotta replenish our foundation every you know what whether it's like once or twice a year but you've got to take you know few months or few weeks or whatever like me i'm going to take about two months just to get back like to like being strong and then so that you can attack your next move you know not going straight into workouts right away and look you you, you can't force in running you can't force things you know like uh, like right now when I came back I'm just I felt like I was running with my wife a few times and I was like well, I'm telling her I'm just not in shape I don't know what's going on with me like I'm slow or something. My body was just tired mentally, physically. So it needed time. It needed weeks, you know, slowly. I still had to go run, but sometimes I ran once per day. Actually, for the most part, I, I've just eliminated the doubles during my base. And I've just been going out there and trying to run at 70 to 75% and, and just trying to get, like, enjoy it again. Put some music on and, and get the love for it. You know, sometimes it, it, it's just... You, you're so obsessed about race performances and workouts for a long, long time that you get in this headspace where you say to yourself, you know what, I need a break. I need to enjoy running again. And, you know, maybe you're not at that stage. I'm, you know, you are, everybody will be at that stage at some point, you know, when you're preparing for a big race, the excitement is there. And especially the faster you want to be, the more pressure or the more numbers you might chase and, you know, and and that's part of the you know sports right so but you i've told myself that no matter what we've got to keep running fun we've got to keep it fun 
we've got to run at the right zones you know like if i told my wife when she started running that hey you know just go there and run hard every day she wouldn't have lasted i had to slow her down and and even now we she trains uh with her heart rate i train with my heart rate we don't even run together many times because everybody's doing their own pace like their own heart rate my 75% and her 75% most likely does not match up right so she might be slower and i might be faster right so i got i got to run on my own and that's what i want you guys to kind of learn learn with this heart rate training that hey you got to learn to run on your own you got to learn to listen to your body you got to become you know, good at lower rate heart rates. And one thing that I can tell you that it's gonna take time. And and if you try to cheat the system, I say, if you try to like speed up and and, and make it hard, you're not gonna improve. You know, like today when I was running, I was trying to run like ten miles. We have this hilly course here at like Iten. Uh, it's like um, eight thousand feet. You know, it's about sea level and then it's with heels what i try to do is said okay i said i said i wanted to run 130 to 100 like 133 to 142 beats per minute right i wanted to stay in that 75 to 76 percent once i got rolling and i pretty much stayed at that my heart rate did not move like by much it stayed exactly within like few beats we go on uphills, I had to slow down, but I try to stay like within like, I try to stabilize. And that's what I keep, I keep telling this in my episodes, but it's one of the most important things, guys, like stabilizing the heart rate. If you, even I told my wife, I said, hey, you know, slow down on uphills, even if you have to walk up on those things until you get better. Because if you don't, you don't, you don't stabilize, then a the heart never gets better. For example... I used to run uh, in um, Chicago. We have this swallow cliffs called like a very nice eight mile loop course. And I would just practice running and like a certain heart rate there. And I would just try to like maintain. So like, like today, right? I wanted to make sure that at all times I am at 133 to like 144. I did give myself like 10 beats, right? I try to stay, I did average 135, but I, I try to stay, uh, which is like 73% for me, or 74, so I try to stay like, very close to like, I didn't deviate, I never hit like 150s, I didn't hit 120s, and only when I started running slow, the first 10 minutes I was lower, but the whole goal is that you want to be like, you know, pick like a 10 number, like from like 133 to 143 and stay there. And that's how you stabilize that heart rate at that zone. The, even if you have a little incline and if you, you have to slow down, you got to slow down. What happens if you don't slow down, right? And you just go right through it and it, your, your heart rate goes through the roof at 150, 160 even. Uh, and then even if it comes back, you're not stabilizing. So the next time you do it, the same thing happens. So what you're teaching your body is that, hey, it's okay. You know, like, hey, let the, I mean, we don't have to adjust. Let the heart rate get out of control. But with stabilizing is we slow down and then the heart learns, okay, we can do this. Next time, you do keep doing the same thing. And next thing you know that you don't have to slow down as much. One month or two days later, you don't even have to slow down at all. 
your heart rate is so strong that even to go from 140 to 145, like it takes a lot of work. So what you guys and a lot of people that I'm, I'm coaching uh, are new with heart rate training and what they realize that it's like their heart rate is jumping crazy. So I always tell them, well, it's a great thing because the first thing is that you've just found your weak point. You found your weak spot. And and this is a good thing because it's going to allow you to take time to not rush, to stabilize the heart rate when you're running out there for 40 to 60 minutes. And it's going to get efficient. It has no other choice. I would say that 99.5% of the people that I coach with heart rates are all seeing improvements. Is it going to take time? Yes. It's not a... You're not going to go out there tomorrow or the day after or the week after and all of a sudden start, you know, seeing miracles. It takes time, right? That's why I always tell you guys, stick to the program. Listen, you know, even if you are slow, know that you can only have, you can only do one thing from this point on. You're only going to get faster. You're not going to get slower. So once you know that, once you know that, then it's kind of motivating. You might not see the progress right away or a quick quick paces but it's gonna happen and in fact you're doing the right thing because you're stabilizing each zone and then once or twice a week you have like a where training where you can go like different workouts we put like where you can go at higher zones so to keep things interesting right you're not trying to be anything that's specific yet but you're trying to just say hey i want to teach my heart to be efficient i want my my uh, body to be an efficient fat burning machine we're using because we have a like a lot of unlimited fat we can use that as energy and that happens at lower heart rate zones if you always go at like higher heart rate zones you don't you don't ever teach your slow twitch muscles to burn fat right and when, what happens is that you go to the marathon you don't succeed and that's why that's why that's it's very quite easy to go out and do a fast training session, right? It's really easy. Like from the standpoint of like, hey, you just got to work hard, push yourself, and, and it feels like you did such a good job. But if you don't have the lower zones covered, you can forget about success in marathon or half or anything like that. You have got to be good in those lower zones, and those lower zones will take time. And if you listen to your body and if you just understand, hey, <clears throat> my coach, you say, my coach told me I need to run uh, 60 minutes today from 140 to 150 beats per minute, which for that, maybe that person is like 70 to 75%. And then you start saying that, wow, I'm so slow. Like, uh, and you realize to yourself, like, what's the point of this? Like, I want to go back to my old self and just run moderate all the time. And but but then you have to ask yourself, well, what did that produce? What did your moderate produce? It produced plateau, as you said. It produced no good results. Maybe injuries, maybe burnout. So if you know that you, it's like you know that no matter what, this thing of like if you are not developed at low heart rate is gonna hunt you forever. So you've got to come back and take care of that chapter. And that chapter, it it takes longer for some. It uh, just depends how well aerobically developed you are because that's all it is about uh, heart rate. It, it's about being very well developed, working that, making sure that your slow twitch muscles are at highest possible 
contraction rates and that you're able to do really good results. And that's what I've learned one time for sure, many times, but first time when I really, I would say first time when I really got a good marathon PR, you know, a long time ago after failing so many times, it was because I ran a lot of my miles at eight minute pace and low heart rate. And I, yes, I averaged uh, 229 pace. So I think I would average 540 pace with the last mile at five flat pace. And this was very long time ago. But in 2011, that was my first time that I, I like broke 230. And what I realized that was like, wow, I didn't really run that much. I didn't really run that much fast. I did a lot of slow running. My heart was efficient. So it, it was ready to push in the race. So if anything I've learned over the years is that they like, you know, the less is better, right? And only we should do like very strong workouts in a specific stage, you know, when we are ready, when our body's ready and we have to learn when to slow down, when to pick up. But, but we have to make sure that, that we run slow enough because if you slow down the pace, what most clients uh, tell me that they start, they feel slow, but they say, I feel great. I really truly feel recovered and I'm not tired as I was before. So that means that, you know, you're tired all the time when you run moderate in that gray zone. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a zone that sometimes we have to run. It's a zone that sometimes we need to run. But, but if you're running in that zone, like, 80% of the time without knowing it, then let me tell you that your improvement is limited and you're not going to be able to achieve the goals that you have. So anyway, guys, I, I guess, I guess I, in this episode, I, I kind of went everywhere. I went a little bit of there and a little bit of there. So I don't even know what I'm going to, what I'm going to name this episode, but we definitely focused that we need to make sure that we stabilize our heart rates at lower zones. And even if that means walking up hills at the beginning because you're already at 150 beats, so that so be it. If that's what it is, face, face it. You know, face that issue, but know that that's per, that's not forever. That's for temporarily, and know that it's only gonna get better. Like I remember, what, like I told you guys, I used to have that loop where I used to run with certain heart rates. And every week I would run the same loop at a certain heart rate and I would get better, better and better. And I realized that, you know, in like two months, I, I cut like 20 seconds per mile down at the same heart rate. It was so much fun because I, it would be exciting for me to run because I wouldn't try to run like as fast as I can. But what I would try to run is at, the, at as fast as I can with a certain heart rate. And it was like exciting for me. It's like, okay, let's see. How fast can I run with my 75%? And sometimes you get to the point like that you're such a good shape. And I hope that's what I want you guys to get in that shape. That you're like flying at 75%. So my dream or my goal is for other people that are using heart rate training uh, to be able to have that feeling. Of course, with their own paces, you know, flying to me and flying to you are two different things. And flying to somebody like a, like today, I was running with some Kenyans. You know, for them, it's like some guys like, oh, I'm a 58 marathon, half marathoner. I'm like, great, I'm a 66. They laughed at me, you know, like, hey, you know, this this Muzungu only runs 506 pace for 13 miles. He's slow. Well, you know, these guys are running 435 pace for per uh, per mile. You know, so it's like, 
So, but you know, like, look, I'm not comparing myself to them. And just like you shouldn't compare yourself to any of the people or even myself, we're all different. We all have our best. And what we're trying to do is just to say, hey, what is the best possible version of myself? What can I do with 70 to 75% in that zone? How good can I become? You know, and then you have your loops and then, and that's what running becomes fun when you, when you, when you overcome those initial stages of like, Hey, this is terrible. I don't have to walk. My heart rate is so high. You might even say to yourself, I'm not meant for this. It will never improve and so on. But this is all wrong, guys. You will improve. Give some time. And look, maybe you don't know exactly how you're doing it. Maybe you, you, you know, what's important is that you got, you have to have your numbers straight. Meaning you have to have them accurate. If the numbers are accurate, your zones are accurate, your understanding of the heart rate zones, how to, when to run fast, when to run slow, how to combine them. If you can understand how to do those aspects, then you can be very, very successful as long as you stick to the guidelines. Remember, your training is your training and it's not somebody else's, right? If you're training by heart rate, one of the things that a lot of times that you have to give out is and in, in, in initially is running with others. But there's a way that, you know, on your really easy days, and like I told you guys before, when you meet up with somebody and you say, hey, let's do this, and you have to agree before, you can still do the heart rate training uh, as long as the both people are, are willing to sacrifice and slow down for each other and are not racing. Understand this, that you will not improve in the long run for a long time if you are not able to uh, improve the, you know, your heart rates, not just from the bottom, not in the middle, but also at the top. At the end of the day, guys, the most important thing is, yes, we we always, we train the race. The races are very important. Those are our final conclusions. Those are our final celebrations. Uh, but also the whole journey upon a race is extremely important because if, if you're just going to judge your success based on one race, then I don't really know. Even if I would rather enjoy everything, the training, uh, the race and the whole whole spiel, you know, it's kind of like saying, would you want to enjoy the cake or just the cherry? I think you have to enjoy the whole cake and, and the cherries is, is something at the top, you know, and it's something that is your race. It's important, right? But it's 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 not the base. So I want you to enjoy the whole journey. I want you to uh, find different ways to enjoy training with heart rate. Um, I want you to understand why you're doing it. Because if you understand why you're doing it, you're more likely to succeed. And if you understand that like you're not slow forever, you're also more likely to be motivated and getting faster. And specifically if you record it on your journal and you say, hey, Three weeks ago, I was running this loop at 140 beats and I did this in this pace. And, and now three weeks later, I'm 10 seconds per mile faster with the same heart rate. And th this is where I go, bingo, this is it. That's the first step of improvement, efficiency of the heart. You've gotten, you've gotten better, okay? And, and that's it, guys, you know? And, and I know we kind of mumbled on a lot. We kind of had like a, I don't know, like a coffee time, tea time kind of a podcast today, just me talking about whatever, but like, I think it was important to just kind of sometimes like, you know, realize that, you know, like everybody, 
out there wants to succeed and wants to be their best version and wants to enjoy running. And I want you guys to enjoy it. And I want you guys to really understand the whole concept of heart rate training. It's not a, it's not some kind of a gimmick. It's not some kind of a like, uh, you know, like if you do this, you'll be a New York Marathon champion. It's nothing about that. It's just finding your best version, following a certain system, certain standards to be able to achieve your best version of yourself, which will allow you to succeed you know, in training and in races and just have a positive um, journey in, with, with running and, and heart rate and understanding how the human body moves. So, and remember that, you know, running harder all the time and thinking that you can outrun the system, how the body works in distance running, you will not succeed. It doesn't work that way. I've already tried everything. I've tried it in college. I've tried it on my own even afterwards. I've tried crash training. I've tried hard training. I tried like hard, like where you go hard every day or every other day. It never works because it's not consistent and there's no improvement. While in a heart rate, there's improvement. There's a week to week, month to month improvement. And then there's a certain feeling of feeling good and excited and motivated, which is really crucial for your nervous system and everything. And to be able to be excited in training because if you overcook your systems, you'll be burned out. You'll not be excited. Your motivation will be low. You, your Everything will be off. So we are trying to strike a perfect balance with heart rate training and it allows us to, to become our best versions of ourselves. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, this is Coach B or yeah with the run planet 365 and i hope that i provided you with some interesting um podcast today about heart rate uh, information and 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 in general how you should try to really slow down and stabilize that heart rate and just understand that hey you know like if, if you if you take care of business now you will pay the dividends later okay your heart will improve, you will be faster, and everybody will be a winner. Thank you so much, and have a great day.